Hey everyone, Andrew Seeley here, and welcome back to another episode of Air Check, a podcast produced by the WVU Alumni Association. My guest today is Mike Ploger. He's the in-game host for the Washington Nationals, and in this conversation, we cover everything from working in Major League Baseball to how he found the job with the Nationals in the first place and what you need to do if you're looking to work in the sports entertainment industry. Mountaineers who are part of our alumni chapter in Washington, D.C. might recognize Mike's voice if they frequent the ballpark or listen to the Redskins podcast Mike records with his sister called Hail to the Siblings. With no further ado, please enjoy this episode of Air Check. Let's go. Mike, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So for for folks who don't know you, we kind of know each other from our time at WVU, but for folks who don't know you, what do you do for a living? So I am the Nationals in-game host. That's my main job for, for the baseball team here in D.C. Um, but, man, I also I grind. I have a podcast, too. I, I do YouTube videos. I host for George Mason University Basketball. I'm all over the place, really. You're a busy man. <laughs> yeah, for very sure. busy. <laughs> so how did you – what is, what is an in-game host for the Nationals? What, what does that job entail? What are some of your responsibilities? So I, we have a pregame show that we do mostly just on weekends, but it might happen on weekdays too because obviously we get the bigger crowds during the week or on the weekend. Um, but we, I have a pregame show, and, and I'm the guy on the big screen, right? I'm the guy that comes during commercial breaks. I'm the entertainment. I provide the entertainment, and mostly what I do is the best way to describe it is I give away free stuff. That's a pretty good gig to have. Yeah. Now you, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. You probably don't know this, but Uh I actually was an in-game host. You were for a Nationals farm team. I worked for the Auburn Double Days, which is single A base, single A short season baseball. When was this? This was, um, this was as I was just about to graduate from high school. So it was, it was like the summer between high school and WVU, and then the summer directly after my freshman year. Okay. Hands down the best job I've ever had. Oh, it is this this job, like just like you said, best job in the world. <laughs> nobody is nobody is ever upset to see you. Everybody yeah. wants to hang out with you, everybody wants to talk to you. What does a day what the, so yesterday you had the home opener mm-hmm. for this season. What what was yesterday like for you? What does oh, a day look like? There is there is no day like opening day. Um, one, the day for me starts very early in the morning. I was up at 345, uh, at work by 430 to do media hits. So we did NBC four, Fox five, news channel nine, um, all the four main stations here in DC. They're, they're out at the park at the same time and they're just getting everybody hyped for, they're talking about the weather. They're talking to John Turnauer, our grounds, our head groundskeeper, um, you know they're getting the city ready. So and and in part of that they talk to me with the racing presidents and our nat pack, and uh, we do that to about eight a.m. Then we started handing things out in the streets um, at eight a.m. Um, to people that may have been at the park already. Um, and then once after that we're we're around eleven thirty. Um, we're starting to get ready for the game. We have production meetings. Um, you know we're getting our staff together. We're getting pumped. Um, yeah, and then the game started at one o'clock, and there is no game like opening day with forty. We had forty-two thousand people there yesterday, uh, and it was packed. <laughs> it was absolutely packed. Insane. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what 
you said you were with the you were with the Clydesdales right for a little while. Is that I was I was I was with the Budweiser Clydesdales. That was a part of pregame. Um, the Clydesdales come every year on opening day. Uh, they do a little trip around the park with the with the game ball. They deliver the game ball for the first pitch. So it starts outside the park. It goes around the Navy Yard. Um, they make a whole trip out of it. But yeah, it was cool to see these two thousand pound Clydesdales out there too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you've got you got one game out of the way. How long have you been? How long have you been doing this? This uh, so that's one game of God. This will be my fifth season. So, but I'm, we're, we're looking at over 500 games 600 games i mean i do i do well about well not yet i do 80 games a year um so i'll probably i don't know do the math i'm not good at that (laughs) 400 some games (laughs) so what what how did you pull in this awesome job how did you get affiliated with the nationals so uh after i graduated in 2013 i I was looking for jobs for about six months, and in November, my sister, who works in radio locally, she forwarded me a link to the in-game host job, and at first, at first, I'll admit it, um, I didn't think it was for me. I was looking for a sports reporter job. That was my career. That was my dream career, um, but I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll apply to it, and I ended up getting an audition, so they brought me in in December, and it was freezing cold, and they brought me into the empty park with nobody there except like maybe 10 people in suits and ties. So it's like way different from what I do now, but they said, okay, here's a script. Um, go essentially. And I had to, I had to basically act or do my job, but in front of these suits and ties in an empty ballpark, uh, I felt really good about it actually. Um, and about a couple weeks later, they called me back, and I'll never forget that phone call. I was actually ecstatic, <laughs> you know, to get that phone call. I was driving to Fredericksburg, um, and the rest is history. <laughs> so, you, so you went from an, an empty stadium yep. to uh, a, a huge crowd listening yep. to you every single night mm-hmm. or every afternoon. Do you remember what that first game was like and how Ooh. nervous you were? Um, I imagine I was, I was very, very nervous. I remember the rehearsals. I actually don't really remember the the very first game, but we had rehearsals with our staff still in an empty, in an empty park. Um, and I actually, I struggled with rehearsals. My boss was telling me, slow down, slow down. Like, it's okay. Slow down. Um, and I still, to this day, almost struggle more with rehearsals. I like to just do it live. I just want to do it. Um, cause I can feed off of the crowd's energy. I can feed off of just do being in the moment. Um, but with rehearsals, I'm like almost trying too hard in a sense. Yeah. But um, I don't remember exactly what happened opening day. But I mean, yeah, I imagine I was terrified. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely terrified. Yeah. I know I would have been. So what is it just like riding a bike now? Like yesterday was pretty easy. You just go out and you have some fun. Or do you still have like what's the preparation like? Or do you get nervous now ever? It's like riding a bike or I would say like riding a unicycle because that's what I like to I like to ride. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I mean, we get new scripts every now and then. And for those different activations or hits, they're called. Um, I'll get a little anxious. I don't know. Maybe nervous is the word, but it's more just anxious. I just want to do it because, you know, it's a new script where, you know, dinger of the day is something that we do every single game. I like, I know it like the back of my hand. I know pretty much what I'm going to say. I change what I'm going to say um, daily, but I know how it goes. With a new script like we have Nats Park Eats this year, um, which is fans tweet social media. They have to use the hashtag Nats Park Eats. If they do so, we might come to their seat and reward them with some Nats bucks. Um, but that was a brand new hit that we're doing and 
so the other day we had a really long half inning and I'm sitting there with the person who's going to win and they bought food from Hank's Oyster Bar. They bought the Oyster Po' Boy. So say Oyster Po' Boy 10 times fast. So it's kind of tricky. Um, so I was getting a little anxious, but no, most of it now, I mean, it's just so much fun. It's, it's so much fun. I, I love what I do. I'm pretty loose. I, I'll get nervous maybe for if we interview somebody or something. That's about it. Yeah, and you've had a couple of big interviews throughout your time with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Did, did anybody stick out in your mind? So for me, I'm a huge Redskins fan, born and born and bred. Uh, so Robert Griffin III was a really big deal for me because he was the Redskins starting quarterback. It was after 2012 when, at the time, he was looking like he was going to be the Redskins quarterback for years to come, and we had just been to the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. Um, so that was a really big deal for me. Frank Robinson, who just passed away, uh, he was, you know, Hall of Famer. Um, gosh. Um, who would you, who would you like to interview if you could? Oh, my gosh. Who would I like <laughs> to interview? Um, I, you know, like, I'm such a D.C. sports guy, so... Like I'm thinking like Alex Ovechkin or somebody. And I was we were close to doing that after they won the Stanley Cup last year. Um, I don't know if you remember, but they were out in the streets in D.C. and they were partying. And before that, they were at Nationals Park. Um, and I was really hoping that we could maybe work an interview. But uh, the guys partied a little too hard. Um, so <laughs> we couldn't get approved for an interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's, let's jump back. You mentioned briefly that you like to ride a unicycle. What I is, do. What is that all about? Uh, man, I just, I learned how to ride a unicycle when I was maybe 10 years old. Um, I don't ride it very often now as an adult, but, uh, sometimes I'll bring it out in nationals park. We do t-shirt tosses and, um, occasionally I'll bring the unicycle out on the warning track for t-shirt toss. But yeah, I used to ride it around Morgantown, the streets of Morgantown and people would laugh at me and wonder what am I doing in these these steep streets <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say if you can ride a unicycle in morgantown you yeah. should be able to ride a unicycle just about anywhere yeah yeah i remember somebody posted a picture on facebook or something and was like why is this guy riding and it was somebody i know but it was from the it was from the back so they didn't realize it was me They're like why is this guy riding a unicycle up this hill like why is he torturing himself well so let's talk about wvu why why did you choose to go to wvu where did you grow up um, how did West Virginia University kind of play its role in your life? So I grew up in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is uh, about 30 to 40 minutes right outside of D.C. Um, and my sister, who's four years older than me, who I know you've talked to, um, Elizabethany is her name, she went to West Virginia. Um, so I was a freshman in high school when she was a freshman there, and so it, it started my love then. Um, but I also had uncles um, and other family members that went to West Virginia. So I already had some ties there. And of course, the journalism program, I knew that I wanted to be a sports reporter because I wasn't very good at playing sports. So I quickly realized that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. So next best option is to work in sports, maybe report. Yeah, for players. sure. What was what was student life like for you? What did you enjoy about Morgantown, you know, what was that degree in journalism like for you? So it really, my favorite year in in Morgantown was my senior year because that's when we had WVU News. That's when I really bonded. Like that's when I really took to my classmates and just spent so much time in Martin Hall editing and the edit bays and things like that. Um, That was my, that was my favorite year. And that's what I had waited for, for 
you know, three years before that is to finally really break into journalism and all these journalism classes and such. Um, but no, I just, I just remember really bonding and having really great classmates, um, working really hard. Um, I worked for WV illustrated or interned with them for a year. I was, I was doing basketball or football games for WV illustrated. Um, just grinding away. What are some of the things you're, some of the things that stand out in your mind of, of some of the most exciting things that you've done. We talked about interviews, yep. but uh, what kind of games, what kind of things are you able to do at a game that you really enjoy? So Dinger of the Day has become the latest big hit, which is middle of the first inning, get a contestant, and that contestant has to tell me the name of a Nationals player that they think will hit a dinger, uh, a home run, at some point in the game. If that player hits, ends up hitting one, whether first inning, ninth inning, or if it goes into extras, whenever, that contestant will win typically like an autographed item like a really great prize or an authentic jersey or something really awesome to have so we play that but i've also heard fans now basically play that amongst themselves you know not on camp they're just they go to the games oh who do you think's gonna hit and then they'll place a bet or something on it um so that's exciting for me we do budweiser music mashup which is um, our dj plays three songs contestants have to name the artists of those three songs for two Budweiser's. Um, gosh, what are some of my favorites? Um, we do some, like, walk-off words is a good one. We It's sponsored by FH Fur, which is, like, heating and air conditioning. Um, so we put F-H-F-U-R-R in a line, and they have to create as many word, uh, baseball terms as possible using those letters. Um, anyway, that's yeah. kind of a fun one. Um Trying to like, like well, so I've dive also the past. seen. I've seen you. Uh, you mentioned you do some. You do some YouTube videos. You've done kind oh. of a web series with yeah. that. Yeah, Tell me about that. Yep, mic check. Uh, that's what we call it. Um, it's a segment that I came up with where we go out into the streets of DC, typically, and we just not met like not mess with people just interact with civilians but we're also obviously pushing the Nats brand too so one of my favorite ones we, we called it um the sidewalk off sidewalk walk off playing words there see what i did there um <laughs> very creative but we just what we did is uh my buddy and i we would just be walking and nobody would see us we'd have a camera hidden and we then, as somebody walks past us we quickly hand them a bat my buddy would have like a baseball mitt a catcher's glove and a catcher's helmet um, and you would throw that on and I would step back with a wiffle ball and 10 times out of 10, you hand somebody a bat and you pitch to them, they're going to swing. Yeah. So that was the whole idea of it. And we, we ended up having a ton of fun. I mean, we had people and in DC, like there's a ton of tourism. There's a ton of tourists here. So, uh, so we were bumping into people that probably had never even swung a bat before. <laughs> um, but that was really fun. We did something with Spartan race where I, we have Spartan race at nationals park every year. So we uh we had me do the Spartan race to basically just p- promote it but we've had racing presidents just race joggers in in DC people are just going for a run and then all of a sudden racing president Teddy pops out from around the corner and we create a little race for them cuz everybody recognizes the racing presidents so um yeah that's one of my favorite things and something I'm trying to do a lot more of the racing presidents have seriously become the this I don't know, I, this phenomenon, I feel like, mm-hmm. in, in D.C. I mm-hmm. think, like you said, everybody knows the racing of presidents. What kind of interaction do you have with those with those presidents? I'm with those guys every day. Um, can't give away any of the secrets. <laughs> um, but, no, I'm, I'm with those guys every single day. Uh, and 
I've <laughs> personally, I've always wanted to race, <laughs> but I yeah. uh, never, never have. Um, but man, we have some incredible races. And when, when you, when those guys get on ESPN, then it's like the dream come true. You know, that's what we aim for. We want to be on ESPN every night or those presidents do. So, uh, you never know when a, when a bunny might jump out of the crowd and tackle a president. Typically it happens on Easter. So look out. <laughs> what's the what's the change when did you start becoming a, a host for basketball as well so i became a host for george mason after my second year me or after my first year with the nationals um somebody they actually had my my sister again they had my sister host an event for them and then she said hey if you need a host for the season i know a guy so yeah. I, at first I was just like a partial host. I only did about half the games, but then second season with them I was full time. Um, yeah, so that's a completely different. That's completely different because again, yes, there's cameras, but that's getting in the middle of the court and you're everybody's looking at you. So that's when you're kind of talking to the crowd more than talking to a camera. But it's also you have to be like more hype. You have to you have to like bring a different kind of energy in a sense, a little more exciting arena. What do you, what's a typical day there look like? Is it similar to being at Nats park? Um, way, way, way shorter. It's uh, my work with George Mason. Um, is it's not as in depth. I, I get there and I host the games and leave where with the national nationals, I'm always trying to create more content. Um, so, but it's the same, you know, same sort of thing. Sponsored hits, just go out on the floor and talk to contestants and have fun. Yeah, just make sure everybody's having a good time. Yep. Um, and then you mentioned a podcast that, that you that you co-host, right? Yep, with my sister. Yeah, <laughs> she see keeps how many refer- back. How many references can we get <laughs> with my sister? Um, no, we call it Hail to the Siblings. We just started it um, right before the football season last year. Um, it's a, basically a Redskins-based podcast. Um, it's on iHeartRadio and iTunes. But um, basically what it is is we're not talking about the X's and O's of, of football. We're talking about the like fan experience of, of going to a football game. Like we've talked to cheerleaders. We've talked to cameramen. We talked to some of the biggest Redskins fans that there are to know. So we're trying, we don't want to be like any other sports podcast where we're talking about Alex Smith or, or you know, what, how good of a game the quarterback had or whatever. We want to talk about the fan experience and, and uh, what it's like to be a fan here in DC. Yeah, what, how do people find that? You mentioned that, you mentioned that already, but how often does that come out? When do you when do you release those podcasts? We, so right now we're we're basically in a hiatus because we're in the middle of the off season for football. Um, but we do it every single week. We record every week. Um, typically comes out the third Wednesday or Thursday before a game. Um, and yeah, we're we're like again. Um, off season now, so we're not recording, but we'll pick it back up probably late July. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's switch over. I've got I've got a couple of the harder questions for Uh-oh. you now, and that's I mean, <clears throat> I I think you've already covered this a little bit, a lot of it, but what looking at what you're doing and all the different things that you do now, what is it that you love about your job? The people. I mean, just just getting to meet so many different people every single day and how excited people are. I mean, everybody loves nationals baseball and luckily in my position, when people see me, it means like 
something good is happening, <laughs> right? Like there's, there's no better way to put it. So people are always really excited to see me. There's no better feeling. It's the same as like when you get home and if you have a dog or something, the dog's really excited to see you. <laughs> like, where's Charlie? I mean, I'm feeling, yeah, where's Charlie, the cat? Um, Charlie doesn't care about it. She, <laughs> she doesn't care about seeing me. Um, but also I feel bad because I just compared like people being like that don't, don't make like, I don't want you to think my head's like super big. Like, no, <laughs> like don't, they, I hope people don't take that the wrong way. Um, but it's just, again, like people love to be on the big screen. People want to have fun and I'm there to provide that fun. And uh, you know, I'm almost just the middleman between the prize pack and the contestant. That's all I am. You, you are the bearer of good news. Yeah. It's like, like just, so it's just, I, man. Yeah. Like I, I've met so many people. There are Nats fans that are now like really good friends of mine because of, because of my work. Yeah. So if if a student at WVU is listening to this or a young alum or, or anybody really mm-hmm. um, who wanted to follow in your footsteps, wanted to be, you know, in the sports industry, in the entertainment industry, whatever it is that they're looking to do. Do you have any advice for those individuals? Um, I would say one to keep your head up um, don't, like always keep grinding always just figure out you know find what you love to do and just and try to make that happen as much as possible i mean honestly i'm still i'm still like looking for i'm always looking for opportunities like almost like i feel like i could be talking to myself right now um but you just have to you just always constantly have to keep keep grinding keep pushing if you believe in and you love what you do then you'll go after it you know, that, I think that's the easiest way to put it. And if you want to be an in-game host like me, I mean, teamwork online one, like that's really where you want to look for jobs, um, for sports. Um, but if you want to be an in-game host, um, practice, cause I've, I've from year one to now, I'm a million times better. Yeah. Like I was, I don't even like looking back at the videos and things from my first year because <laughs> you just get more comfortable. So the more you practice, the more comfortable you'll be. What does it mean to you to be part of this Mountaineer family, to be part of that WVU community that, that is your alma mater? Man, I love it. Um, I can't begin to explain how much I, I love seeing somebody else wear the flying V. Like, it's, it's the best feeling, feeling in the world. And everybody, you know, we travel, one, to sporting events, like, and you see it. And, like, we have a huge alumni association here in, in D.C. Um, man, what does it mean to me? Um, I... I couldn't imagine going somewhere anywhere else. You know, I, I love everything that the Mountaineers are and stand for. And, uh, unfortunately I haven't been, I only, I don't go to go back too often, but I love that town and there's no feeling like it. Last time I was there, I was, I was saying to my friends, like, I don't understand why it took me so long to come back. Awesome. Well, Mike, so if, if folks wanted to learn more about you, they want to, uh, connect with you, yep. listen to the podcast, See it in Nats game. Uh, what's the best way to find you? Definitely, I would say Twitter or Instagram. Um, my handle is at Ploger, P-L-O-G-E-R, last name. Um, so just reach out to me. Say hi. I always want to meet people. I always want to help people, whatever I can do. Um, so, Or, I mean, if you want to email me, you can email me. Just mike.ploger at gmail.com. Simple as that. 
Hey guys, it's Andrew again, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Air Check. If you enjoyed my conversation with Mike, make sure you stay up to date as we release new podcasts on the WVU Alumni app. And as always, you can head to our website, alumni.wvu.edu, for more information. Thanks for listening.